This is the All for the Gators podcast. Nothing but Gator greats. Where your hosts bleed orange and blue. And now, your Gator alumni hosts, John, Andy, and Sid. Coming back at you, All for the Gators podcast. I'm your host, John Spano, with uh, Andy Pankratz and Sid Kafka. Another edition of All for the Gators, ladies and gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Excellent. Glad to be here once again. Oh, yes. Excited to see who we have coming to talk to us this week. See if we keep the, uh, what were you trying to do? We're trying to keep the uh, the wide receiver and the Jackson Street going? Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to fill the Jackson five. <laughs> Can we do it? <laughs> who do we need? We got Jack Jackson. We got Chad Jackson. We can get Terry Jackson. Terry Jackson. Good one. Right? Yeah. Isn't there another Jackson I'm leaving yeah, out? There Tito. Is. Tito's always forgot. <laughs> um, no, this is going to break the streak, fellas. Oh. Uh, okay. Sorry to burst your bubble. For receivers and Jacksons? <laughs> yeah, well, we could talk about that later again. I'll have to Google that. I'm pretty sure I'm leaving out a pretty important Jackson. Daryl Jackson. Daryl Jackson. That's it. D-Jack. No, Willie Jack. Here we go. Good golly. Jack Jackson, Chad Jackson, Willie Jackson, Daryl Jackson, and Terry Jackson would be the Jackson Five. You're looking out of the car looking more like Freddie Jackson. <laughs> uh, let me ask you guys, when you do listen to the podcast, how do you listen to it? What do you use? Uh, I'm usually in the car because I got a decent commute to and from work, so I usually do it. I get it from Facebook and listen on my cell phone. Some Facebook? It's not on Facebook. I get it from your link. From when you share the new stuff, I click on that and I access it. So it's taking you to Apple or no? I don't have Apple. I, I'm old. I got an Android. <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh, it's probably opening Apple. <laughs> All right. And then, Andy, are you opening Apple and then just like Bluetooth in it? No, I'm using um, Spotify. Spotify. Okay. You know, I was curious because... You know, we're on all these different outlets, and I started dissecting it and, and looking into it. And the majority of people listen uh, on their mobile to Apple Podcasts, and then Spotify Podcasts is in there. Um, also, Audible. Audible. That's um, what I use. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> They're all Audible, right? I get it. Good job. Good job, Sid. You do add to the show. Oh, man. All right. Let's, let's get straight to our guest right now. Uh, before I quit the show. Um, We're off the rails early today, guys. <laughs> uh, what receiver is it this week? Or what Jackson is it this yeah. week? So if we don't have a Jackson or a receiver, who do we have coming in now? What's the new streak we're beginning this time? All right, fellas. Today's Gator great is another from the long lineage of football greatness to come out of the Muck City. At Glade Central High, this guy shut down offenses like no other at linebacker, winning defensive and overall players of the year. He was a two-time first-team All-State selection and by his senior year garnered the prestigious Blue Chip All-American honors. Guys, this man told Coach Spurrier at his in-house visit, I'm coming. I'm a Gator. <laughs> and from there at Florida, he would amass over 300 career tackles just short of the top 10. We're talking of all time. He led the team in tackles in 97, was second-team All-American Butkus Award semifinalist and team captain in 97 and 98 and dominated the conference as first-team all SEC in 98. Gator Nation, I give you a two-time SEC champion, pure beast of a middle linebacker, number 58 in the orange and blue, 1996 national champion and scholar, Mr. Johnny Boykins Rutledge III, <laughs> Johnny Rutledge. Wow. 
Oh man, you, you, you had to hit me with the Johnny Boy in the Rutledge. I mean, that was awesome. That was awesome. That's his thing, I man. That's his it. thing. He likes to go, you know. He likes them full government name. names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Hey, Johnny, before we get started, um, and you know, we're delighted to have you on the show. But my six-year-old son is also the third John in a row. Uh huh. Is he a third also, or do we need to have that same middle name? You know what? Uh, he's a third. You know what I'm saying, uh, give him that third. He can have it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> but you guys did your research, man. I mean, just just all the way back back to going going to tell Coach Coach Spurrier I was coming. So yeah, man, that was good. <laughs> did he miss anything? Well, there are things I left out because we're going to get to it in the interview. So. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So there are other things. Okay. All right. So we had one of your guys, Riddell, who, yes. who you grew up with. We had him on the show a couple of episodes ago, and he kind of explained to us about Muck City and the legacy and pride mm-hmm. that comes with growing up and kind of playing football there. How do you feel the Muck prepared you as a kid and then in Central Glades where you really kind of burst into the national radar? Oh, man. First and foremost, that's where everything came came from. I just learned how to play with pride at a young young age and then just seeing all the other guys Guys go to go to college, college go to go to pros, and then just doing doing those things. I just always wanted to wear those those colors, and then to play well well for them. So I mean, even as a kid, I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of pride where I just want just to carry on that that um and that pride legacy had that going. And I saw one of your Instagram posts that. Riddell got you to try out for the football team. Can you tell us a little more about that story? <laughs> and you started out as a tight end. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, man. You know what? You know what? Back in the ninth grade, I mean, I was 6'2", 205, freshman. Lunchtime, uh, he actually came up, came up to me, asked me to come out and play. I was like, you know what, man? I'll kind of think about it. He was like, man, you know what? I need a tight end to block for uh, for Fred. I'm like, okay, cool, man. I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, but on that first first practice, uh, I got hit, and I was like, you know what? Uh, I'll play defense. <laughs> you want to do the hitting? <laughs> you want to do the hitting? Yeah. Yes, sir. Clearly, that was a good choice for you, as you went on to become one of Palm Beach's most decorated high school defenders, uh, defensive and overall player of the year, uh, two-time um, All-State selection, and All-American in '94. Uh, what do you attribute your ability to have such success at a young age coming out so fast like that? Um, for me, I always had all the tools. I mean, I was 6'2", two, two as a freshman, uh, 205. By my, by my last year, I was 6'3", 225 pounds. So, I mean, I was already big and fast, so I just had to learn how to play the game. Then I had some awesome teachers, you know what I'm saying, uh, guys that taught me how to play the game. So, uh, all that kind of mixed in and... And guess I was there playing. So one of the things that the, the three of us have learned a lot about doing this show is about the Florida-Georgia All-Star Game. Yes. And we've had a bunch of guys on the show that have played in that game. Uh, Gaffney, Troop, others. Mm-hmm. You were the game MVP. So you must have had, had a hell of a game. How did you earn MVP? Well, you know what? Um, and a game record for tackles was, was nine. For that whole week, I was like, you know what? Record is mine. I'm gonna break it. So I tied it. I mean, I mean, but um, with, with like nine. I mean, but uh, all those nine was really big hits and stops. So you know what I'm saying, I got the trophy. 
after that, recruiting must have been pretty fun for you. You had Notre Dame with Lou Holtz knocking on your door. Yep. Kansas State with Bob Stoops. He was the D.C. there before coming over to UF in Colorado. Stoops even promised you a starting role as a freshman. And we know what you said to Spurrier about you were coming, you were a Gator. Did you ever sway at all? Man, how do you guys know all this stuff? And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It never swayed for me from, from my junior year. Um, I always knew I was coming to Gainesville. Uh, Florida State was a no. Miami, a no. So, I mean, I always knew knew from then uh, I was always going to be uh, there. So, I mean, uh, all those trips I took, I was just taking them for fun. Well, those are good no's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> were you a Gator fan before becoming an Orange and Blue yourself? Uh, who were some of your Gators uh, be- before you were a player? Oh, man. You know what? For me, uh, I always followed followed the game. Uh, uh, Ed Robinson, Scott uh, Brantley, Jack Jackson, friend of the show, uh, yeah. Willie Jackson, Brad Colt Pepper. I mean, uh, all those guys, uh, guys I follow, watch. So I mean, for me, man, uh, always a Gator. You get to Gainesville in '95, and I read an article where you said your favorite memory of playing at UF wasn't really the championships, but no. your first day there and all the talent that was around you. Can you bring us yes. back to that first day, walking into that linebacker room, James Bates, Ben Hanks, Javon Curse, Mike P? Well, you know what? Curse played safety. Curse played safety. Mike Pete was a safety. So, I mean, I had um, James Bates, Ben Hanks, uh, uh, who else is in that room? Uh, Dexter Daniels. I mean, but just seeing all those those guys, all that talent, I mean, I mean, man, I want to say you had the Lawrence, Lawrence Wrights, you had the Fred Taylors, you had all those guys, guys there. So I was like, man, you know what? For me, I have to come in and work hard every every day and earn it to, to play. I mean, because if you slipped up, I would have got lost in the shuffle. I'm trying to think who we had on the show. These the other guys will remember, but we we're talking about Curse when he came in as a safety first, and then. Whoever we had, I, Bo Carroll. I'm drawing a blank, but they were talking about how was it was it Carroll? Okay, he yeah, said it was that, Bo Carroll. He said that Curse mutated. He's the one who said he named him the freak. <laughs> he mutated. That's right. You know what, man? I always tell tell people, pound for pound, he is the best player that I've ever ever seen. I mean, uh, to be that big, fast, strong, smart. I mean, I, I don't think God is making those type of guys no more. Well. That first year in 95, um, you didn't start right away, but you get in in 11 games, and you clearly make a big enough impression. I mean, you made all-SEC freshman team. Great honor there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what did you learn from that first year and watching some of the guys ahead of you and, and making the most of your opportunities when you're on the field? What do you remember from that? I mean, for me, just making that college college jump. Just seeing Fred, Fred them do it, uh, do it that year, uh, year prior. I mean, so I came in um, ready, focused, confident, ready to go. So I mean, all I had to do was just—I mean, I mean, for me, just learn how to play that game, uh, playing that conference week in and week out, battling. We've heard playing, you know, in Muck City kind of gets you ready. Like we, we guys we've talked to have said when they got on campus, they were ready to go from that kind of that experience. Is that kind of how you were? Yeah, you're right. Uh, for me, uh, there was no fear. Uh, always came in ready to go, confident, knowing that uh, for me, uh, I can go out and play. Uh, all I needed, you know what I'm saying, was just that shot, shot to do it. And uh, for me, 
earned that shot. Yeah, I didn't look back. You definitely did not. <laughs> Sticking to that first year, how sweet was winning the SEC championship? That the first year you were there, you had your guys next to you, Riddell, Freddie T. You mentioned earlier; those guys were with you. How was that? I mean, then we already knew that we was gonna gonna win a championship. I mean, all we had to do was just make it there and uh, play the game. I mean, for us, we weren't scared scared to play anybody. All we all we had to do was just show up and play. So, Johnny, you've said that one of your greatest memories of playing was going through the process yes, and yeah, what it absolutely. actually takes to win a championship. And I assume you learned a lot after losing the title game there in 95 to Nebraska. I mean, from that that game, uh, from that game, flying back on a plane, we were, I mean, man, we were humble. I mean, so we knew what it what it took to just to be on that, uh, be on that stage, to be able to play at that 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 level for four four quarters. And I mean, man, we were strictly beat beat down for four four quarters. So on that way way back back home, I mean, um, all the guys were like, you know what, fellas, we are gonna, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, focus in hard, lock in, and, and I did, man, we'll win this thing next year. I mean, man, I saw that plane plane ride ride back. Um, all of the juniors, freshmen, we was like, you know what, man, uh, we'll be back. We heard that off season was different. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, for us, all of our lifts change, uh, all of our runs, runs change. I mean, man. So that loss really, really changed changed our our whole uh, thing, man. From our lifts, runs, from weights to films. Yeah, everything changed. And a new strength coach, right? Came in. <laughs> yes, sir, Smith. Uh, Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got- man. Came in, tried to <laughs> kill us. <laughs> got you guys in order. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Clearly, um, this works out. 96 comes around. You're taking over at linebacker. Dominate. You have 108 tackles, 15 for loss, four forced fumbles. Uh, how do you attribute making that huge jump um, from your freshman year into that big impact there in the sophomore championship year? Well, for me, uh, I was ready to play. I mean, but then just bringing in Coach Stoops with the man-to-man bump and run, blitz-style defense, uh, pressure. For me, all that played into my my game. I mean, so Coach Stoops, Stoops was an added uh, piece, piece that we actually needed. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on something, being on the defensive side. So we've talked to a bunch of offensive guys that were part of the fun and gun. Do you feel like having that explosive fun and gun offense that scored so often so quickly – that guys on defense almost had to be in better physical condition than opponents because you guys were going to be on the field more because your offense was scoring so fast and getting off the field? I mean, look, man, here's the thing. Coach Coach Smith had us ready to go. I mean, so we were always ready to play for six quarters, <laughs> and then we already knew that our O was going to score score at at least 49 points. I mean, so we were ready to play. Yep. Spurrier used to say we're going to hang half a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Of course, not only do you have a big season, but the Gators do as well and win the SEC championship again over Bama, 45-30. to 30. Tim Bowens in the game as a wide receiver for Alabama. As Kitchen back the pass, he's going to be hit, drop, sack back at the 49-yard line by Johnny Rutledge. <laughs> that would end up being your second but last SEC title. Were you sort of expecting to be back there every year? You know what? For us, yes. I mean, uh, that was always a goal of ours, ours to be there, so... For us to be so good on during uh, defense, my last two seasons not to make it back was uh, tough. So yeah, I mean, but for us, we we always want to make it back. 
back there. Speaking of getting back there. Uh, I should have went my junior year and my senior year. Well, speaking of get another shot at it, obviously that year ends with the huge rematch in the Superdome in New Orleans. Um, when Arizona State lost, you guys knew you had a shot at the national championship. How sweet was it to get revenge by dropping 52 on those Knolls and bringing Florida's first football championship back to Gainesville? Well, you know what? Just as soon as that game was announced, we knew that we were going to win it. I mean, because we battled them close on their own uh, field. Mm-hmm. Um, so all we had to do was just make some little, some little slight little changes, uh, made them, and then for us to beat them there, win the first one, was just uh, sweet, man. Always an awesome memory. <laughs> so you're a big Spurrier guy, right? Like like many others? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you also were a big Mullen guy, right? Yes, absolutely. So he was offensive coordinator when you were there. And then, of course, he goes on to become head coach. Kind of curious. Spurrier left to take another jump, at, you know, make a run at the pros. But, you know, Mullen, you know, he got fired. How is that when you see him get let go by the Gators? Um, I mean, uh, football's a business. I mean, uh, for us, we always knew that our coaches... Uh, coaches came and left, but I mean, but with him, uh, he's a Gator. So, um, for us, we always knew that, and we would always have changes. We knew that all the time that that happened, so we just had to, you know, what I'm saying, uh, go with all those changes. What do you think of Coach Napier in our current situation at linebacker? Um, Ventrell Miller, great, he's leaving us, and we're getting some guys through the portal. Uh, but not exactly that monster room that we had when you came back in there, or even you know with Spike, Siler, Crowder, or Everett Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you think of the current crop of linebackers um, coming in for the years ahead? Here? I mean, uh, times have changed now. This whole game has changed, so uh, I don't really think that we'll see those those rooms rooms with uh, that much five star talent. I mean, uh, especially with all these new uh, deals now. True. So uh, we'll have to get some solid guys in there, and then hopefully have those guys guys there for three three or four years. Uh, now you got the portal. I mean, all this stuff is changing now. Absolutely. Yeah, I read an article where you talk about Spurrier, some of Spurrier's teachings to uh, know what you play for and and who came before you, and then now talking about the NIL and transfer portal that Sid mentioned. It's kind of sad to think of the answers are totally different now than when you played, right? You're right. I mean, I mean, for for me, uh, I always want to make make guys like James Bates proud. I mean, uh, for me, man, I want to carry on that 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 name and uh, carry on that 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 pride. So, I mean, for now, I don't know if those guys have that same same pride now for their um, their schools wearing those uh, colors. So, I mean, man, so much has changed changed now. Uh, hopefully we can right this ship. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely changed. It, it does not seem like it's the same, that the ownership and the pride that there used to be. But we'll see what happens, right? We'll see what happens. You're right. So let's fast forward 97. You lead the team in tackles, semifinalist for the Butkus Award, team captain. So I got a couple questions on this one. So first, do the coaches pick the captains or do the players vote? And then the second one, kind of what is that? designation mean to you you know what um for us it was both coaches and players players did it. i mean i mean but for me man, i earned that <laughs> so, no, that was hard for me gators go on and defeat penn state 21-6 in the citrus bowl later that year but yes. the gators did fall short of the sec championship game this time um how did, how did that ball coach handle that he was probably used to playing in that game for the last few years there what was it hard for the team to get up for the citrus bowl after not having that championship game before it 
hard? No, I mean, but I mean, but first losing to Dern, um, Georgia that that year hurt. I mean, for us, man, uh, we didn't want to lose to those guys. Uh, I wouldn't say that it was hard to get up for Penn, Penn State. I mean, uh, always a bowl, bowl game. I mean, um, for us, always want to finish the season, season strong. So, I mean, but for us, uh, SEC championship not not going hurt us. For us, man, I always wanted to be there. Let's move on to 1998. It's your senior season. Yes. You're, man. again, team captain and have another monster year with 105 tackles. It's the second time you've had over 100 tackles in a season. <laughs> First team All-SEC, second team All-American, and a Butkus semifinalist again. And I feel like you're overlooked because maybe Mike Peterson and Javon Curse, like sort of like Zach Thomas was on the Dolphins when he had <laughs> Madison and Sertain behind him and Jason Taylor, who may have been a little more flashy, yeah. but he did all the dirty work, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, for me, for me, uh, people always think I played play Mike. Uh, for me, I only played play Mike one year. Uh, for me, uh, I was a wheel, wheel back in my first, first three, uh, three years there. So um, for me, man, I had to switch my last last year because we had we had uh, Kirsten Peterson there, and I mean, man, those guys had to play. Yeah. So uh, I had to move from Will Will to Mike, and then I mean, um, still it worked out well for me. All right, let's talk about the Kentucky game that season, Week Four in the swamp, coming off a tough tough overtime loss to the Balls. Don't bring that up. You rack up a career high. 20 tackles in the win. What do you remember most about that game? I, I imagine it has to be one of your favorites. Uh, you know what? It was uh, 22 tackles, actually. <laughs> 22? <laughs> Typo. You sold them short. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> no, man. Uh, Tim Couch was throwing a lot of uh, uh, drags for me, man. I was able to eat that game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, making a bunch of stops. So... No, I'm saying uh, part of our scheme scheme that that day. Andy, weren't we at that game? Like that was the best seats we ever had. Yeah, right. We were in like the third row. Yep. Remember, wasn't didn't they have yeast? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeast actually had a huge game against us. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was fast, man. Yeah, I mean, he scored twice, and, and yep. man, you know what I'm saying uh, both of them was on like like deep deep balls. Yep. So in the third row, we have no excuse not to realize he had 22 tackles and not 20. <laughs> That's our bad. <laughs> our crack yes. staff, we gotta, we're going to dock their well, pay. After that game, the Gators go on 10-2, uh, 98, losing that one at Rocky Top and also to FSU, hard to say. Uh, but you do win your third bowl game in a row, um, knocking off Syracuse in the Orange Bowl down in Miami. And this caps off your pretty awesome college career. Looking back on it, what are you most proud of from your time as a Gator? Wow, that's an excellent question. Most proud of. For me, I took took pride on just showing up every day and and then just giving my best. I mean, man, so I took pride in that. Uh, for me, just being a leader, um, uh, buying into the system, uh, into our into our into our team. For us, uh, uh, a we didn't care uh, care about the the fame, the uh, glory. I mean, all we want to do is just just win. So for me, man, uh, 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 showing up there, showing up there, winning, winning, and, and then just playing playing hard. Then you're drafted in the second round by the Arizona Cardinals, 1999. What was your reaction? Was was second round yes. where you were expecting to go? Was Arizona a place you were excited to go to? You know what? I didn't even talk to the Cardinals 
the card was doing that whole whole time. I mean, for me, I thought it was gonna be the um, who was it? Uh, the Bills or the Raiders, and I then the card just came out of nowhere. Huh? Yeah, I didn't even talk to Arizona. So a second round about where you were figuring? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Where, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where were you when you got the call? Oh, uh, man. Uh, shoot, man. Uh, I was home in Belle Glade, Florida with my family. <laughs> nice. So you spent four years there in Arizona. You got two more in Denver playing in 46 games. Yep. Did you ever have to uh, wrap up Fred or James Jackson out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, man. Multiple times. <laughs> I had been doing it my whole life, so I felt like practice again. My home. When you get up from from that tackle, what do you, what are you saying to Freddie T? You know what, my, you know what, I didn't say say much to Fred, man. Fred Fred didn't talk on the field, man. Hey, for him, man, like Fred just ran ran hard. He let his legs do the talking. And then, man, you know what I'm saying now, that was it, man. Fred Fred didn't talk much. Redell though, uh. <laughs> Redell now, come on now. You know what I'm saying he's the talker. Yeah, man, he doesn't stop stop talking. <laughs> any teammates from any of those pro teams stand out to you? From my pro pro teams, uh, Shannon Sharp. I mean, uh, just how he came came to work every every day. I mean, uh, he was a pro's pro. Yeah, All right, definitely. You go on to accomplish some pretty impressive things after your playing days. You go back to school, you get your master's and educational specialist degrees. And I used to speak to high school kids at a. Um, as part of the junior achievement program, and and there were always there was always that one kid when I asked you know what are you going to be when you grow up, and there was always the one kid that said he was going to play in the NFL, mm-hmm. and you know I get it, but then I would drop the stats on him. I would say seven percent of high school athletes play in college, two percent of college athletes make it to the pros, and even if he did reach the goal and make it to the NFL, which is possible, the average NFL career is about only three years. You're right. So what about after that, right? So it's great to see a story like yours where you prepared yourself for life after football. What were your goals going into the NFL, and were you always planning on going back to school for those degrees? Yeah, you know what? I mean, uh, for me, uh, first I want to talk about those those stats, about how many guys made it. I mean, but for me, man, being from Belgrade, seeing six, six, seven guys, guys make it, I mean, from there, I already knew that I had a chance. Well, I think the numbers are skewed for for Muck City a little bit. <laughs> My gosh, half the NFL came from there. Yeah, man, six, seven guys made it, and so I mean, I was like, Just you know about. what? Hey, man, I have a chance to. I mean, but I grew up a uh, house full of teachers, principals. I mean, man, uh, for me, I just always had to get my work work done. And then uh, for me, man, I already knew that the league. I mean, it was a short short lived thing, so. Yeah, I tried to make the most of it. All right. So then after the fact, you go and coach uh, football for 15 years. You run some football yes. camps, too, and teaching the fundamentals. So with all the rule changes for the player safety, uh, has the fundamentals of tackling changed since you were doing this on the field yourself? Like, what's different about it from the uh, doing it on the sideline now as opposed to being the one laying the hits? Oh, uh, you know what? Oh, for me, man, I love to teach the game. Uh, I mean, but as far as, as – far as, um, man – Tackling goes. Uh, football is gonna always be about blocking, tackling. I mean, uh, so those things won't won't change for me. Uh, for me, uh, I'll try to make it as safe as possible. I mean, but the game is to be to be uh, physical, violent, and tough. I mean, uh, so those things won't won't change. Speaking of tough, good segue here. You you authored some children's learning books. Yes, grants, sports adventures. So how does a a tough guy 
tough linebacker like you become a published author of children's books? For all right, man. Look, I have four daughters. Uh, one night I was reading books, books to uh, them. Uh, I was reading this book, and I then a book sucked. So I was like, you know what? I can write a book. And then from there, I was I challenged by them. And then I went on to write, write 12, published two of them. Wow. wow. That's very impressive. You said four daughters, right? All girls, no yes. boys? Yes, man, all girls. How old are they? Oh, uh, man, uh, ages ranges, ranges uh, 20 to uh, 8. Wow. So. A girl dad. You got any challenges, <laughs> challenges with the girls that are tougher than your football days? Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. A lot of patience. Yeah. <laughs> well, for our listeners, those books can be found at grantsportsadventures.com. Yes, absolutely. In 2015, you're inducted into the Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Fame. What's it like to bring it all back to where it all started and be honored by your, your hometown and county? Man, you know what? Out of all the Hall of Fames, this was the one, this was one that I wanted the most. I mean, uh, for me to be seen, seen by home and for my home to say, Say that you were a good, good player. I mean, because I know, like all of the players that actually came prior, prior to uh, me. I mean, uh, for me, just to have that uh, honor is uh, huge. So, I mean, uh, uh, I've been waiting on it for years. <laughs> so, is it actually like, is it actually like in a building? And yes, it's gonna be in the building. Yeah. Yeah. You take your girls to see it? Yeah. Yeah, man, absolutely. Nice. Well, I'm in Palm Beach nice. County. Where is this Hall of Fame? I want to come see. Where do we go? Um, <laughs> where's it going to be at? Uh, Kravitz Center. Oh, really? Okay. Uh-huh. April 4th. Okay. Yep. Mm. All right. I'm putting that on my calendar. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. April. Hold on. Oh, wow. Uh, let me check those those dates. I mean, but I, mean, I think it's going to be on the 4th of April. All right. So now you're an ath- assistant athletic director at Salem High School in uh, Conyers, Georgia. Uh, yes. What do you do in that position, and is is this possibly just uh, keeping your seat warm for you to come back to Gainesville and come come back to the Gators in some capacity? Nah, you know what, man. I like training up the younger kids, uh, passing on knowledge. Uh, for me, uh, I don't think I want to deal deal with those four four star five five star star kids. <laughs> I mean, man, I'm saying uh, I like the ones that want to want to learn. I don't blame you. Listen, so for me, man, uh, teaching. Showing up, passing along, passing on all the knowledge I have, have is fine. All right. We usually end with a bit, so let's end with this. Let's build the ultimate dog at linebacker, taking parts from past Gator linebackers and making one ultimate dog. Are you ready? Ooh. I'm going to give you the characteristic. There's seven of them. Okay. And you got to pick it, and we're going to put together that linebacker. Okay. Number one, strength. Strength? I would probably have to go with uh, Jared Davis. Good choice. Oh, good pick. Speed. Speed, Javon Curse. Nice. All right. Now, you could put yourself in here, by the way. Okay. All I, right. I mean, hey, I'm just being honest. <laughs> Truthful. <laughs> okay. Hands. You say what? Hands. Hands? Oh, me. All right. I got hands. There it is. There it is. <laughs> All right. Pass rushing ability. Pass rushing ability. Uh, since I already said Curse. Let me go with, uh, mm, man, you got me pass rushing. You know what? Can I recommend somebody? Is that no, allowed, No, no, guys? no, no. For me, no? Okay. For me uh, I'll add uh, 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 Alex Brown in this. He wasn't in, but but he actually came in as a backer, though. So I'm, you know I'm going to give him that. Oh, bending the rules. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All I right. like it. 
<laughs> I'll allow it. All right. Pass coverage skills. Pass coverage skills. Uh, give me, you know what? Uh, give me, give me Michael Peterson. He could cover his butt off. You sure could. All right. Good call. Tackling skills. Tackling skills. Let me go with Brandon Spikes. Yes. And the last one, Hart. Hart. Uh, come on, man. Uh, give me James Bates all day long. There you go. All right, to run it through again, Johnny Rutledge, his ultimate dog at linebacker. Strength, Jared Davis. Speed, Javon Curse the Freak. Hands, himself, Johnny Rutledge. Pass rushing <laughs> ability, oh, big Alex Brown. Pass coverage skills, Mike P. Tackling skills, Brandon Spikes and Hart. Batesy, James Bates. That's a hell of a player right That's there. A good linebacker. <laughs> I'd want That's that guy on my team. <laughs> well, Johnny, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show today. You've been more than gracious with your time with us, and uh, just really appreciate that you took the time to do this. All right, you guys, man. Thank you. Shoot, man. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. So we end our streak of having uh, Jacksons and wide receivers, and we start a new streak of <laughs> awesome championship linebackers. This is a streak I can get behind. That was a great interview. I'm not giving up on the Jackson 5 deal, though. That is one of my goals now. Oh, yeah. We'll just have to book consecutive Jacksons going further to start that streak over again. They don't have to be consecutive, but i got to get five of them on just, just to say we had the Jackson 5 on. I like it. Life goals. <laughs> I think you can do it. All right, guys. I have faith. Let's do our two bits. All right. Who's first? I have a couple. I'm trying to decide which one I want to use. Um, All right, I'll go first then. <laughs> yeah, you go first. Okay. I know you only got one, so if you use mine, I have another one. <laughs> when I talked to uh, Johnny about, you know, some of the things that he learned from Spurrier, um, like know what you play for and who came before you and and how the NIL and, and the portal has really changed that dynamic in college football it's just sad, and, you know, he feels, you know, that it's changed the game, and it definitely has changed the game, and I don't want to say for the worse. Uh, there's definitely something missing from the tradition and loyalty of college football and players being there for the university. And Yeah, you're right, and, and I think it says something that he doesn't want any part of coaching those guys. Yeah. You know, he'd much rather stay with the young kids and that, that, you know, have the passion still, you know? That is pretty telling. Absolutely. All right, who's next? I'll go. I found it very interesting that big Johnny Rutledge, tough linebacker, tons of stats, great career, authors children's books, and has multiple degrees. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought you hit the nail on the head. It was good to see that someone kind of prepared themselves, you know, for life after football. Kind of knew that even if they did make it to the big, the big, uh, the league, that it most likely was going to be short lived, and uh, had to have another plan. So, kudos to him for having a plan and. And sticking to it and being successful off the field after his playing career was over. Well said. And being a girl dad like Stallone in The Rock. Of course. <laughs> a fellow girl dad here approves of that, yes. And Sid, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I, I like your bits. Uh, that, that's definitely good. But uh, I would like to say how I really got a kick out of you could feel the pride that he had of being part of the great Gator linebacker fraternity. When he said he wanted to make James Bates proud, you felt it, um, and that's not that wasn't like just speak. You could, like he cares, and and you could hear about how he talked about the other linebackers, about about Curse and about Peterson and the fraternity and what that would being a part of it and how much that meant to him and what a big part of it he certainly was. Um, so I, I just think it's great when when you know these guys come on and they share with us and we really get insight and you can see how passionate he was about it. I think that was really special. We're very lucky to get that kind of insight. Very good two bits, guys. Appreciate it. 
it is also amazing the amount of players that have come out of that area. Yeah, it is. Must be something in the water. <laughs> Man, I know we've talked about that before, but it's like every time we have another one on, it's like, my God, another one. It's true. Yeah, we're still booking, still booking the Gator greats for weeks ahead. I'm not going to let you guys know who they are, uh, but I'm sure they'll be pretty damn good because they've all been so far. All right. Can't wait to make our future friends of the show. Find us on Twitter, A4TG Podcast. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, any social media, really. Audible. Uh, anywhere you get your podcast. YouTube. What'd you say? <laughs> Audible. Audible. Yeah. Audible. Anything Audible. <laughs> oh my goodness and you can even ask alexa that's all you have to do how simple is that the whole family can enjoy the all for the gators podcast right there in your living room i think i'm gonna do that for the next one i'm gonna do that for the next one i'm gonna ask alexa alexa off (laughs) are you playing an old episode for us right now (laughs) all 15 alexas in the house just went off (laughs) they all just went in surround sound yeah, <laughs> so that's what I'm afraid of. That's it seems like uh, that's that's Skynet. I'm, I, Terminator scared me away from that technology. The best is when you ask Alexa something, and the one in the room you're in doesn't answer, and you hear one like in yep. another room. Yeah, it's two like, floors what? down. Yeah, what the hell? What <laughs> does that happen? All right, gentlemen. Uh, always a pleasure and an honor to do this show with you guys. Another great show. And go Gators! Go Gators! Go Gators! Go Gators.